Welcome to another Digital Tourism Show. In this video, we have the pleasure of speaking with Cathy Cam Leitner, and she will be discussing how you can use content creators to effectively boost your brand and market your brand online. And she will also be debunking some myths about influencers, a video you don't want to miss. So thank you very much for coming to talk. Yeah, thank you for having me. So I'm, I'm going to start with the first question. Is, is how did you uh, become a full-time travel blogger? What was yeah. your inspiration to, to become one? Um, well, I started writing about travel in 2013 after doing my first... Ooh, there you go. <laughs> first big uh, solo trip to Canada. Um, and I got in touch with this online travel magazine that I really... Uh, admired and, mm -hmm. and it was a, a magazine that was written by women with I mean the audience to be uh, women who want to travel and I wrote an article for them and then kind of things got um, rolling and, and I started contributing to them regularly and then when I moved to Scotland I had kind of always had my personal blog that was kind of like oh I'm moving abroad personal diary yeah. thing and then I've always been travel writing for this other magazine and then when I moved to Scotland I was kind of like okay how do these two march how does my passion to write about Scotland work with um, my passion to write about what I do in my daily life and, and how I get on about things. Also, my editor at that other travel magazine was fed up with all the Scotland content I was pushing towards her. She was like, you need to write about other things. So um, I decided to start my own blog and start my own platform um, called Watch Me See, where I write about my travels around Scotland. Um, I initially started it as an outlet, as a hobby, as something I was passionate about and then started realizing, hey, you can actually monetize this and you can turn your expertise and your authority and your knowledge about Scotland, but also about writing and, mm -hmm. and digital marketing into a job and into a business. So that's what I did. Excellent. That's great. That's great. So blogging and, uh, and creating content sort of for your website, as uh, hopefully most people in the room, has huge benefits um, in terms of SEO, but it does more than this and helps to develop your brand and your identity. Um, how important would you say that businesses here use a content professional like yourself to you know, create their identity. You know, mm. A lot of people would want to do it themselves, mm. but why would they want to use a professional like yourself? Yeah, um, I think that working with bloggers, businesses can reach audiences that they otherwise wouldn't reach. Mm -hmm. So whether that's a certain demographic, a certain age group, a certain location, where people are from. Um, I speak to a different audience than the blogger next to me. I speak to a different audience than the, the DMO or the business or um, the tour operator does themselves. Yep. I can you know, introduce my audience to a business or to a service or mm -hmm. to a location um, that they wouldn't have otherwise heard of and vice versa, um, they can introduce their audiences to bloggers and, and to people who experience, have these first-hand experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so audiences, I think, is a big thing. And then the other thing is that if a brand or a destination has a certain um, specific highlight that they want to push or a certain part of their identity, whether it's Argyle wanting to push that they're a food destination or an adventure destination or Rabies wants to push that their tours are for everyone and not just for older people mm -hmm. but also for young people. Whatever, whatever specific part of their identity they want to push, if they work with the right blogger that reaches that audience, they can mm -hmm. enhance this feature and um, bring that really out. And related to that, they can, bloggers can help with pushing hashtags, they can help with pushing specific key messages of a campaign and really bring that out to a wide audience, increase that reach in a very natural way. Yes, it might be a paid campaign, but it's a natural way because if a 
business works with a blogger and that's a good fit, it won't seem, you know, unnatural yeah. or, yeah, or, um, yeah it, it will just seem mm -hmm. like a perfect match. Yeah. And that's it, it's not just about writing content for your website, it's, mm. it's, it's the influence side of things and the, the audience that you can, as you say, you can reach and exactly. uh, get their content out there, so yeah, yeah definitely. So how, how often should be people be posting up content? You, know, you hear mm -hmm. mixed stories, it should be you know, two, two or three times a week or once a month, or, but surely that that's, shouldn't happen if the content's not going to be good enough. You shouldn't yeah. just be posting for the sake of posting. You know, how, what would you say is the, the, yeah. the best way of... I don't think there is a golden mm -hmm. number of how many times do you have to All these to experts are talking through. Um, <laughs> it, it's, a constant, it's a constant conversation, whether it's businesses that blog or bloggers who, who just start out their blogs, it's, it's about the quality. Mm -hmm. It's about making sure that what you post makes sense at the time that you post it. So it's about seasonal content. It's about updating previous content to keep it up, you know, keep it fresh, keep it up to date. If something changes, add something new. If some, a new business pops up in your area, put it in that blog post that you wrote two years ago. It's about keeping it important and keeping it... Um, up to date and up to speed rather than, oh, you have to post two times a, a week or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm just doing a, a content challenge, so I'm posting quite a lot at the moment, but sometimes I don't post for two months, sometimes I post three times a month. It's, it, well, that's it the beauty of content. Beauty has that, that uh, the content has that lasting effect. You no, know, people can come to it two yeah, months, three months down exactly. the line, or a year down the line. That or blog so, post yeah. is going to be online forever, <clears throat> and mm -hmm. if it ranks well on Google, it's going to be on page one forever, potentially. Mm -hmm. um, people will always find it. The, the reason why content dies, it's because it goes out of date. It's because it's not updated. It's because it's irrelevant. It's not kept fresh. Mm -hmm. So I think it's more about thinking, okay, how do I keep the stuff that I have? A lot of blogs and, and businesses who blog, they have a wealth of content on their website. There's no question about that. How do you get that to people? I think that's the more important question than, oh God, how, what do I blog about this week? And how many articles do I write this week? I don't think that's... Yeah necessarily the yeah. most important question. Good. No, good, good. Glad you think that. So can you give the, the, the audiences a taste of what to expect from a content creator? No, um, give, can you give an example of some of your own, your favourite projects that you've worked on um, and how you've went about that and what sort of results you achieved from mm. it? Um, I've just came off a campaign with Wild About Argyle, which was brilliant because Karen and I started talking about a year ago um, about maybe doing something together and Argyle has always been one of my favourite regions. <coughs> so I was very excited to work with a region that I personally think so highly off, but I know that a lot of people don't actually know about it, apart from Lofoman and, 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 and Oban maybe and the islands, but they don't actually consider it as a, as a week-long holiday destination. So going out and doing a campaign, showing it off on my Instagram, on my social media, but then also creating really long-lasting and, and long-lived content from my website, that was really exciting. Um, dabbling more in video as well and, and making the content more lively and more engaging as well. That was exciting. Um, I've been working with Hostelling Scotland for three projects now. I um, just did the North Coast 500 with them over the Easter week, which was fantastic. And they are brilliant because they totally understand the kind of idea of reaching new audiences and, and just bringing out, having a one-line message, having a one-sentence message, this is what we want to get across. You do with that what you, what you can and you do with that what you want. And so that was, again, it was across social media blog posts content that we created for them, which I always find very exciting. Um, they do their own publications, they have a, an annual handbook and a magazine, and they obviously have their own blog and, and, and social accounts as well, so we create, mag uh, we create articles for them to be printed, we create videos for their own channels and things for them to be used. So that's a really great way to even, you know, marry it even mm -hmm. better, is not only create content for my channels, but actually also give them content that they can then use 
um, in whatever way they want, depending on, on the contract, of course. But it, that, that was really exciting. And still having that creative freedom of you don't get this you know, brief that is 10 pages long and restrictions and you can't do yeah. this and you can't do that. Nothing like that. It's just trust. Yeah, and yeah you've got to trust the person who's, that's why they hire exactly. you in the first place. Is to, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. yeah, that's been the third project with them <coughs> and that's been brilliant. Um, and I'm going to Isla next oh, month. Nice. You can still see next month because it's in May. <laughs> <laughs> um, with Rabies. Um, again, a company that I've been working mm -hmm. with for several years now and um, done a lot of their tours and I'm very excited about that. Excellent. Pushing that whiskey. Not that Isla really needs that, push, but <laughs> I'll do it anyways. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you actually prefer doing? Is it video content or writing? What was your, if you had to pick one, what would it be? <laughs> well, if I had to pick one, it would be writing. Yeah. That's, that's what I started mm -hmm. with. That's... I love putting a lot of words on the page. Um, you do good videos. I've been watching a lot of your videos oh, recently. You. you do good, really good videos. I do love videography, yeah. and I think it's, it's, it's good because it makes my writing tighter as well. It, mm -hmm. it, your video, if you want to do a one-minute video, a two-minute video, you can't go into detail and you can't do all these things. Whereas if you write an article that is 6,000 words long, I mean, you know, you can put in anything, mm -hmm. really. Um, but because... If, if you do both, you kind of learn how to condense it down and what's, what's the actual important information here. How much of your personal you know, quirks do you need to put in and how much of it is, has, needs to be you know, knowledge and information and de details and useful um, descriptions. It's quite nice to have that balance and to keep checking myself with the different, different kind of outlets that I have. Yeah, excellent. I'm going to ask you one more question before I put it out to the audience because I want the audience to get involved. And if you do have a question, just raise your hand. Jessica is going to run around with a little mic so we pick up your audio for the video. So if you can just raise your hand, that'd be great. Um, so influencers uh, over the last maybe year or so, I've been getting a lot of bad rep. Um, how how would you advise approaching an influencer? No, what the basically what are the pitfalls to avoid and how how do you know you're speaking to a good influencer? No, how do you know you're you're, you're, you're Hiring someone who we can actually do the job that you're wanting mm. to, to do, and should it always be free? And should it always you know, there's all these things mm. that go about? No, what would you um, say? I mean, I think the first <coughs> thing we need to stop saying is calling it influencer. I think influencer is a word you can use in an elevator mm. pitch. It's yeah. fine. What do you do? I influence people. Okay, mm. doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. But I'm not an influencer. Like I'm a video editor. I'm a writer. I'm a storyteller. I'm a photographer. I'm a digital yeah. marketer. I'm an SEO specialist. I do all these different things within my job. I don't think it's fair to put it down to an I influencer. Do. I do have influence, of course, mm. but that, that's not what yeah. I do. That's not mm. the mean thing that I do. Um, so I think on the one hand, it, it's about that. It's about taking it serious and not approaching bloggers, thinking, oh, it's just a bit of cheap marketing that you get. I I'll mean, give, I'll give them some product yeah. and they'll do it for and free. And that's the flip thing, side yeah. of it. It's not about bloggers just asking for free things. Mm -hmm. It's about bloggers knowing their own value and what they can actually contribute and approaching a business with an idea that makes sense for both sides. It's about mutual respect and, and valuing what each side can bring to the table. Um, I also think it's about professionalism, like in any other industry and in any other discipline and any other job. It's about selecting or, or noticing whether someone has a professional website, professional content, a professional way of emailing someone and, and approaching someone. It's about doing business with someone who you think is doing a good job and, and that's the same you would do with a plumber yeah. or with, with any other contractor you mm -hmm. hire um, and I don't think it makes, it helps anyone to just then say oh they're all bad or you know they all just want the freebies. I do think that paid content is important because it's our livelihood. I'm, I'm not being paid up by a magazine to, to sell them an article, uh, I'm 
paying myself yeah. to uh, write my own travel website and to create my own platform, that gets a lot of views and a lot of people trust that and a lot of people come to me. So I need to be able to pay my bills. It's not about getting rich. It's not about trying to pull money out of small businesses. It's not about that. But I'm a small business. I'm not doing this mm -hmm. just for the fun of it. Yeah. It's getting paid for your profession at the end exactly. of the day. Exactly. And, whatever, whatever and what yeah. we do is the, the writing, the storytelling, we bring so much expertise with that. It's been years and years and years of building up to the point where I am now. I'm not going to give that away for free. You, can't, you, you have to pay me for the expertise <coughs> yeah. because I've invested a lot of time and money and effort into getting to where I am. Couldn't today. have said it better myself. So <laughs> uh, Jessica, can you get ready with the mic? Does anyone have any questions for Cathy? There's one right next to you there. So. I shall use this for your video, is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> now, can you tell me what platform is best? If we hire you, for example, mm -hmm. Does it go on a platform that you own, or does it go on our website, or is it a mixture of both? What's the best plan? What is your for business? That? Pardon? What is your business? Uh, tourism, and of an, an ancient place, but uh, really not very well up on things like blogging or hmm. you know, social really, media. Yes, blogging, yeah. not so much. I think it really depends on what what you want, and some of the most frustrating conversations as a, as, a, as a freelancer you sometimes have is when you speak to someone who doesn't actually know what they want. Do you want to reach new audiences? Do you want to have a hashtag campaign? Do you want to get photos out of it? Do you want to um, get people to your own website? Do you want to get them to your Facebook page? It just really depends on what the first thing you need to think about is what do I want and how do I want that blogger to help me with it and is that the right blogger that helps me with it? Um, I think that if you're not sure, then a little bit of everything can help. Or sit down, think about it. Think about, okay, what is my annual goal? Is my annual goal to get more people to my website and convert into potential customers? Is it to get more people to an actual site um, in you know, a geographical location? Is it to get more people um, talking about my business with a certain hashtag? It just really depends on what you want. Um, personally, I think that putting stuff on a blog, whether that's my blog or a business's blog, makes more sense because it's longer lived than an Instagram campaign. A photo on Instagram is gone. It, someone posts on their feed, it's gone within nine posts because it's not in the top nine anymore. An Instagram story is gone within 24 hours. Maybe they put it in the highlight, but it's not the same as a blog post that if I target a certain keyword and that ranks well, someone puts that keyword in, things to do in open, my website will be there. I don't know if it will actually will, but <laughs> not for that keyword. But, you know, um, that's always going to be there. And whether I keep my blog up to date or someone from your marketing team makes sure that the blog posts on your business's blog are always up to date, it will stay there because it will always be the best post. Um, so personally, I think investing in that side of digital marketing makes the most sense if you only do one of them. Any other questions? No, oh, one up the back up. Thank you. Hi, Cathy. Thanks for that. I'm Pooja from Sensity. Uh, my question is, uh, at the time when you thought about, you know, turning your uh, passion and your, uh, uh, you know, taste for blogging into and monetizing it, what were the struggles that you faced while chasing your first few 
you know, clients. Mm. And what was the project process like to get the first few projects on board? Mm. Um, one of the biggest challenges is definitely time. Because when I started to take the blog more seriously, um, well, I'm, I'm, I was lucky in, in many ways because I've, I've just handed in a PhD. So I had the last three years, I was theoretically working full-time full on my PhD. But being a PhD student, you do have flexible time. And it doesn't actually take 40 hours a week in the humanities, but that's a different story. Um, so... But time was one thing, making that priority, okay, how much time do you actually invest in something that doesn't immediately pay you back and, and there's no one there to pay you. Um, so figuring out a balance between your full-time job that pays you and the, full, the, the prospering blogging business that is potentially going to pay you in the future, but not yet, that's one of the biggest challenges. And then regarding kind of get, getting those first projects and first clients, a lot of uh, one big challenge is to say no to things where you feel like, okay, I'm just being used here. Um, this is not benefiting me at all, but it's benefiting mm -hmm. the client. So saying no to things. And on the other hand, also just being very realistic about, okay, I can't offer you that much because my blog only gets 15,000 hits a, a month or only 5,000 hits a month. I only have 500 Facebook followers. Being realistic about that and saying, well, I can still offer you something because I'm still a great photographer and I can give you photos and I'm still a great writer, so I can still... you can have an article, and the way my blog is looking, you know, in five years, that's going to be on Google. Um, but just finding that balance of what can you actually offer and, and where is the cut-off point of, okay, where can I, when can I start asking for money? And um, what, what, no work is for free, but how much work are you willing to put in without monetary compensation? Um, finding that, that was a challenge, definitely. Excellent. Any other questions? How long did you take to develop the Scottish bits of your accent? <laughs> um, I was quite quick with that. I do the same in German. I'm from Vienna originally, so I'm, uh, my mother tongue is Austrian-German, which uh, is much, very, very different from standard German in, in Germany. But when I moved to Berlin, I took on, I didn't take on a Berlin accent, but I spoke much more clearer and more pretty. <laughs> and then I do the same in English. If I was living in Australia, I would probably speak with an Aussie accent right now. So, you know. <laughs> but it helps the brand. <laughs> Definitely. Although I get named your last name wrong, so I Any other questions? No? Okay, I think that was a fascinating insight into how content can enrich your brand, enrich your identity, and how you can actually approach a blogger as well. So everyone, please give a massive thank you to Kathy. Thank you very much. Thank you.